Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And it's a fine Saturday matinee. Uh, how are you, Steve? Good. I was going to say Happy New Year, but I realized <laughs> I talked with you last, whatever, what was it, last week, two weeks ago for our Molly's game. I thought, I haven't been on here in a month. I better say Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, right. It's Well, for the matinee, it's been a while. But Yes, uh, it has. Yeah. As long as people are tuning in to... Uh, 
to the uh, other shows, then they will have heard your lovely voice. <laughs> Plus, you always say good morning, and then I say good morning, and then you stole my line. So I got uh, Well, uh, this is, of course, our Saturday matinee. It's our show for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, thank you all for uh, for supporting us. We are glad you are out there. And um, yeah, this is, uh, I think Steve and I are just going to have a nice little chat about a few different uh, things this morning. Plus, we've got our trailers and our list. So uh, I'm really curious about the fire sale list and what you came up with, because this was <laughs> this was a terrible, terrible list for me. I really struggled. It didn't help that our government is currently going through a shutdown. So when you search for government shutdown, <laughs> it's just <Yes>. all news. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the, it's the timely list. It's the it's the, the list of you know you guys were like had a premonition about the shutdown. <laughs> I think you guys several months ago when you scheduled everything out, you knew that that whole live free or die hard episode was going to fall right around the time of a government shutdown. It's just eerie. Well, anyway, let's uh, start. Uh, have you seen any good movies lately? How's your movie life been? Oh, it's it's been a little slow after the holidays. I'm I'm trying to ramp up for you know Oscar season, but I was. You know, fortunate to catch quite a few in the fall. I did get to see The Shape of Water. Oh, um, nice. I haven't seen that one Last yet. weekend. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's a nice little sort of uh, Cold War era fairy tale. And uh, I I was pleasantly surprised with that. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought maybe it was going to be a little more style over substance. But uh, no, I, my wife and I really enjoyed that one. So it's definitely one I, I don't know that... You know, a genre film like that is going to get a lot of attention in the Oscars, um, but it's definitely one that I think people should make time for. Something a little different. It's gotten maybe- quite a it's gotten quite a bit of attention already. I was I was surprised that it got so much attention at the Golden Globes, and I mean, oh yeah, you know, Guillermo del Toro walked away with the uh, the best director. So it's it's interesting. I'm really curious to see. Um, if it, you know, what what is going to happen with that as far as the Oscars? Um, I, you know, because I know it's. It has, seems to be like one of his uh, next to Pan's Labyrinth, kind of his uh, kind of higher ranking films. Yeah, and I the thing is, I saw Pan's Labyrinth. Well, I've seen it once, and I didn't love it. It was yeah. one where I thought I, I just didn't really connect with the story or what he was maybe trying to say with that one, and so that's why I was a little cautiously optimistic about this one. I thought, well, it, it has a it looks like you got a good cast and an interesting story, and it did. It, it the story came together. Uh, to be really enjoyable for me, so I was pleasantly surprised. So yes, if nice. yeah, well, about, I got to sneak out to see that one. Yeah, what about you? What if you, uh, you usually <sighs> we, like booked? You know, I mean, you're you're, you're, in, you're in the Blot Nelson zone with just other stuff. But I think I right. you're, you're you sound like you're over your cold. So I'm assuming you're you're getting out there trying to load up on your uh, Oscar contenders. You know, I haven't been. I, I, I've been. I have. My cold has been just still killing me. Um, I actually was just back at the doctor's this past week to have X-rays of my sinus cavities and everything, <laughs> oh, trying to figure no. out what's happening with me. But um, yeah, so it's uh, you know, last weekend my wife and I were talking about getting a babysitter to go see something, but I was just like, I don't feel like it. So it's just <laughs> been laying around watching movies, but it's been good. I've been playing catch up on a lot of stuff that I've missed. So. Um, in fact, I, you know, just got, uh, finally got myself prepped for the new trailer rewind that's hitting this week, uh, with Burt. So I'm very excited to hear you and uh, JJ's uh, take on that one. Well, I, I saw there in in Slack, your, your little letterboxed review. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I, I was really surprised because I didn't think it looked that good and the reviews, I don't recall being that great, but 
it just hit me uh, right. So I'm curious oh, to see what yeah. you guys think. Yeah, but we had a we had a really fun conversation about that one. I I, f- I feel good that I'm I'm <laughs> we're starting this year off not scaring the pants off of JJ. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to take that into consideration as we work our way through our trailer rewind in the first part of this year. You'll note I've been picking a lot of horror trailers lately. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to whittle down the number of options that uh, you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here to balance things out. That's right. That's right. And so I was, as I was looking for my trailer, I I was shocked to see that like we're in this deluge of like let's redo every movie from the '80s. And it, oh, I know. At first, it was I started watching this trailer because it was like for Heather's, and I thought, oh, they're going to re- do a reboot of the movie. No, it's a TV series, and they've totally just turned it into something else. I so upset because to me that's one of those classics you know i was in high school when that came out it was like one of those really fringe outsidery high school movies that i really connected with so i i have a little special sp- space in my heart for that film you know christian slater and winona Ryder at that time and they just turned it into something completely different that to me it's almost like a parody of what i think heathers is about so i was i was upset with that and then well I, I just just a quick note on that. Yeah. I I don't know if I completely agree with you. I think that is one that is uh, it was so perfectly designed for like 1988. It, you know, yeah. it fits so well with the time. Um, I think that it's an interesting story, and I think the trailer it could turn into something that works really well for like modern audiences. So I'm I'm curious to see how that one plays out. I I guess. I, yeah, kids these days. But then it was, as I was looking for trailers, then there was like this Crocodile Dundee thing, and then they're oh. redoing Overboard. And, and the thing is, none of them, it's not like they're going to just remake it. It's like they, they're going to take that title, and then they're going to just run with it in a complete, here's the concept, it's sort of the seed, but they're doing something completely different. So it's just basically leveraging that intellectual property, because Audience is like, oh yeah, I I remember that. I'll go see this overboard. Like they did a whole gender swap thing where Anna Ferris sort of has the Kurt Russell role, and then Dundee is like, oh, it's his son, but it's like he's nothing like his dad. He's like some city kid, from what I've read. I thought, so well, and, how, it, and it's how Danny is McBride too. Is yes, he playing exactly. Australian or is he like supposed to be like the American son that that he had uh, yeah. with the lady? I, right. I you know yeah. I don't, and it's like well. If you're going to redo it, just redo it or do tell a different story. I, I guess this sort of ties into the discussion you guys have been having with Die Hard, where it's like, oh, here's this script that has this concept, but let's make it a Die Hard thing. And I feel like there's these scripts out there where it's like, oh, this is a clever idea. It's not strong enough to stand on its own. So we'll just like call it Overboard or we'll call it Dundee because it's a fish out of water. But, you know, who's going to go see this unknown thing? Let's tag something familiar to it. Yeah, I, I haven't looked yeah. to see if any of these are, are yeah. you know, are in that camp. But it right. is really curious that uh, this is something that the the studio corporations feel is is bankable right now, taking these these existing properties that were a success and redoing them to tap into kind of that '80s nostalgia that that uh, our age group who grew up in the '80s has in the hopes that we all go see them because i mean it's a huge list i was i was looking around online for movies from the 80s that are getting remade right now or at least are getting in the top in uh, having talks about it i mean though aside from the ones you mentioned uh, let me just read down this list here 
Akira, the animated uh, film, uh, it was uh, Jordan Peele was offered it to direct it, but he turned it down. And now Taika Waititi is actually slated to direct the live action version of that. <laughs> oh my! Very curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alien Nation uh, with Jeff Nichols attached to direct. An American Werewolf in London, which uh, I've heard that floating around with Max Landis actually uh, wow. uh, attached to redirect his dad's project, which I think is, I, I don't know how to feel about that one. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, aside yeah. from the fact that John Landis has said he thinks that a remake is a terrible idea, and then all of a sudden his son <laughs> is the one who's doing it. Like, hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Then we have Big Trouble in Little China. They've been talking about doing that with Dwayne Johnson, uh, which... That's one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. I'm just like, oh, why oh, are they doing this? Yeah. Um, not to mention Escape from New York, which Robert Rodriguez is directing. And that's when Pete and I actually, when we talked about that movie, were like, you know, that that actually warrants a remake if somebody's going to do it right. And I don't know yeah. if Robert Rodriguez is the guy. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, one of my favorite 80s comedies is Clue. And they're actually talking about re- uh, remaking that one, which is strange to me. Because the first one, it wasn't a, it wasn't a success, but it's uh, certainly become kind of a cult classic. So. Right? Yeah. Um, your favorite, uh, your favorite person, Akiva Goldsman, <laughs> slated to direct a remake of Stephen King's Firestarter. Oh my! Okay. Yeah. Um, Chris Addison <laughs> is already uh, directing the uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake, which is now called Nasty Women with Anne Hathaway, Rebel Wilson, and Ingrid Oliver. Uh, Flash Gordon, uh, Matthew Vaughn, I guess, is uh, going to direct that, written by Mark Pro- Protosevich. I can't remember how to say his name. Um, Flight of the Navigator, the Henson Company is talking about uh, doing a remake of that. Highlander, directed by Chad Stahelski, who did John Wick. Masters of the Universe, of all things, um, which right now has a 2019 release date. McGee was slated to direct that, uh, which oh. uh, he isn't anymore. I don't know who's on for that one. A Nightmare on Elm Street, which they just remade, and yeah. now they're talking about remaking it again. And now they're saying that Kevin Bacon might actually play uh, Freddy Krueger, <laughs> no, which I guess won't. Robert Englund is like, that's a great idea. So. Oh. <laughs> no idea. No idea what to make of that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, the Scarface remake, which is, uh, I guess it's a re-remake because it was the 83 Al Pacino yeah. movie was already a remake but here we are with another remake which i guess you know i was thinking about this one i'm like you know at least the thing with that one is they're casting somebody who's hispanic to play the role as yes. Al Pacino, uh because they have diego luna slated okay. to uh to play uh the the title character and actually what i remember reading is that i think because the director i think dropped out and i heard that diego luna was actually um, oh. in talks to actually take over as director too so. interesting I don't know where that's going to end up landing. Um, this was funny, especially considering our conversation we just had with um, the, uh, the Shape of Water. Um, they're remaking Splash, which, uh, you know, I always kind of thought Shape of Water looked kind of like a Splash remake yeah. anyway. Now yeah. here they are looking at doing a Splash remake with Channing Tatum. Again, the gender swap thing. Just Channing Tatum <laughs> as the merman. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um Kevin Hart is uh, looking to be in the remake of The Great Outdoors, which, you know, that was a great 80s comedy I really enjoyed. And oh then Terms God. of Endearment, of all things, Lee Daniels what? is in talks to redirect that <laughs> with Oprah playing the Shirley, Shirley MacLaine role. So Okay, yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I mean, these, but, are, these just seem uh, like 
like, hey, let, let's let's just throw this, see if it sticks. Yeah, Somebody's right? just uh, what? I mean, there's there's some interesting. I, I have to say, doing Highlander again, and you know, somebody from that you know responsible for bringing us John Wick. I can see that in terms of sure. Let's take something. Let's really ramp up the action and the stunts and the the sword play and that. Uh, yeah, I I can see that. But the great outdoors. I mean, just. It's Kevin Hart. Yes, he can do comedy. So yeah, why not just make a Kevin Hart not, outdoors yeah, comedy? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of endearment, that one really surprised yeah. me. It's like, what is, is Gandhi coming next? Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, out of Africa. Like, why are they remaking <laughs> these things? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I guess Oprah just better get that done, you know, and out there before she decides to run for president. So yeah, she doesn't have that much to it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a uh, lot of that's a lot, and I guess I don't know what the actual status is of a lot of these. If some of them are sort of just sure, in sure, development, sure. and some of right. them sounds like yeah, well, some are, are shooting. You know, the first couple we mentioned, there, there's trailers, but you said like the Nasty Woman is already in you know production, and so right, it'll be right. interesting to see which of these actually sort of make it through to uh, to release, and then ultimately what happens. <laughs> <laughs> with the quality exactly. of these films how, how uh, well they fare yeah <laughs> time wow. will tell wow uh it, it and it makes me wonder like back in the in the 80s you know were there that many remakes of things from like the i guess it would be what the 50s no uh, i don't know yeah, i don't oh I don't no know if that no. if that it wasn't really that big of a thing so uh, the remake world has really kind of been growing i think since then as kind of a you know our age group has been aging it's just I think. yeah what it's like we don't like fresh ideas i mean this just makes me feel horrible like we're we're this disgruntled you know angry generation oh aging gen xers just want to revisit their youth let's let's repackage it because that'll make them happy i'm like no no there's so <laughs> many great original fresh... stories yeah. yes oh my gosh there's yes there and there was there were so many this past year and there's yeah. more coming oh yeah that's why I'm hoping this just filters down. Maybe the only like three of these make it through because. Yeah, oh, good right. Boy. Yes. <laughs> well, we already know Overboard is hitting soon and I'm yeah. not super excited <laughs> about that one. No. <laughs> oh, well. And you know, it's funny because uh, let's just jump into our trailers and I'll, I'll let you go first. Because oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I, saw, I saw your trailer and I'm like, well, Steve is like right up the alley here. So yes. I'll let you take it over. Here. Well, okay. So. <laughs> Okay. Well, the, the great thing about the '80s is we had so many of those great, like, direct-to-video films you could discover on cable TV or at Blockbuster, and that's where Jean Claude Van Damme, I think, made his career, like Bloodsport and then Kickboxer. So when I saw that there was a movie called Kickboxer Retaliation, and what really grabbed my eye about this, and I think brilliant marketing was they're now doing on YouTube. You'll have the trailer, but you have a little like intro teaser segment and it's a clip from the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme fighting Mike Tyson who they are both in this movie so that caught my eye of like wow both these guys are in this movie then I get the trailer and realize okay these two are like minor characters like the coach and for, for the guy but I'm interested in going back to the world of kickboxer and what I did not know is that this is like a whole like franchise reboot. This is the second in a possible right. trilogy. I did not know that there was a kickboxer, kickboxer vengeance in 2016, which had Jean-Claude Van Damme, but also Dave Batista. So I'm kind of intrigued in going back to visit that one. And what I really liked about the trailer, why I picked this one is it really feels like they're going back to 
that straight to DVD, straight to video <laughs> feel where it's like, you, you just, uh, you can just, you have a story. It's, it's simple. You're not, there's not a ton of like CG stuff. You know, we, we're not like in science fiction land. It's just like a simple sort of small scale movie. You get, you, you're fortunate enough to have a couple recognizable names. Christopher Lambert is also in this. I thought, okay, here's some names that'll, that'll get me to sit down and watch this. The, the main character is uh, played by uh, a, Gentleman Alan Musi Musai is uh, he's best known as like a martial artist and uh, stuntman. Which I thought, okay, that you've cast somebody for his skills. His acting may not be great, but I'm willing to sit through that if there's some really cool fight scenes. And from looking at the trailer, they're they're going all out. The the big bad in this one is this huge guy who's like the strongest man on earth. I thought that's what I want. That's it's it's ridiculous. It it's fun. And it it harkens back to that to that era. And yes, I'm I'm guilty of, <laughs> of playing along with what they want. But at least I could say they're not by calling it kickboxer, you know, retaliation. I thought, okay, they're just it's its own story. We're not actually getting a retread of the same thing. And yes, they're cashing in on that. But at least I get to see Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm I'm thrilled to see his career having a resurgence where he can he does not take himself too seriously. Yeah, I I've never seen a kickboxer movie. I know what? the, the I oh, know the you, first you one spawned like four sequels, and now there's this new trilogy. It's 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 funny. It's just one of those things that I never. It was never on my radar. Like I didn't even know that kickboxer was a thing as a movie until uh, like several years later, and some people were watching it in college in the dorms or something. And I was like, "What is this movie?" And oh yeah, my it just gosh. turned into this whole thing. And I, yeah, I just like <laughs> I've missed that entire thing. So oh no, you do, you do a, a Van Damme trilogy. You do. Here's a, here's a, here's a series for you and Pete. You do Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and Cyborg. You get your your Van Dam trilogy right there. I mean, the the big thing with Kickboxer that I think most people remember is they get their hands bound and like wrapped, and then they roll them in in like glass. So it's not only are they punching each other, they're punching each other with like these improvised boxing gloves that are covered with shards of broken glass. So it's it's serious, <laughs> dirty street fighting in this arena in some unknown city in the in the East. So yeah, it's got to check it out. This is going, you know, I was excited. I was like, oh, this, this will be fun to see on the big screen. Oh, no, no. It's a straight to DVD Blu-ray release. So anybody that is interested could check that out on January 26th of this month. Yeah, it's funny. Jean-Claude Van Damme is one of those actors where I, I like missed like a lot of stuff from his career. I saw some of it like, uh, what was the one? Was it um, uh, was it Universal Soldier where uh, where it's no? Is yeah, that yeah. It was? That's so where with he, him and Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. like uh, you know, uh, uh, I come in peace and you go in pieces or whatever. It's like. <laughs> like I, yes, I saw that yes. one. I saw like Time Cop. Right. Yeah. Um, that maybe that's it. I I can't remember if I've seen that many of his films. Oh, so, oh, and then then kind of some of the the resurgence stuff that yeah. he was in, like he was in, uh, um, uh, the uh, oh, what's the old men? All the old men fighting. Oh, Expendables. <laughs> Expendables. Yeah, I saw that one. So it's you know he's one of those guys who I think is is kind of fun to watch uh, because his he just makes such strange movies and he's one of those interesting action guys. But I've just never never been that big of a Jean Claude guy. So oh my gosh, between if you start. <laughs> In 1988, over 
What a five-year span. You've got Bloodsport, Black Eagle, Cyborg, Kickboxer, Lionheart, Death Warrant, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, Nowhere to Run, Last Action Hero, Hard Target, Time Cop, Street Fighter. That's just from 88 to 94. Yeah. So uh, I, I would I would highly recommend Bloodsport, Cyborg, Kickboxer, Hard Target. That's John Woo, actually. That that's that one is uh oh, okay. is definitely worth worth putting on the on the list. So oh yeah, I you can I'm gonna make you and Pete do a <laughs> it's gonna John Clown Van Damme series. It's gotta happen. It's just so it's so, these days. I I think you need a breather from the the Die Hard. You take a little break from that, but <laughs> just, I don't know if John Clown Van Damme is the break we need, but yes. <laughs> Uh, well, my right. trailer this week is, uh, you know, I, I really was not excited about watching this trailer because uh, it just, it, I don't know, the image that they use as the thumbnail looked really dumb with Katie Holmes in it. Um, but I watched the trailer and I'm like, you know, it actually is kind of funny. But I they, I also felt like they pretty much gave me the entire film in the trailer. Um, yeah. It's the it's the new film, Dear Dictator, uh, directed written and directed by Lisa Adario and Joe Syracuse. Um, and it's about this this angsty uh, high school girl played by Odea Rush, who you know nobody gets her. You know she's got all these bullies at school, and just you know her mom is she hates her mom. Her mom's having this affair with her uh, with her you know pediatrician or whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh, and and she's just like she's miserable. And so this class assignment um, that Jason Biggs, her her social studies teacher, um, tells the class to do, they have to write a letter to somebody that inspires them. And so she writes to this, this uh, like uh, communist dictator in like this fictional uh, Caribbean country. And, uh, and <laughs> was played by Michael Caine, which largely is the reason I picked this trailer who plays general Anton Vincent. And he's this, this, uh, this dictator of this country. And he, um, there's a coup or something. And so he flees and he ends up <laughs> going to this girl because, the letters that they've been writing back and forth, it really has helped, you know, they've built this relationship and all this. And it's just like this, this communist dictator kind of in her life and teaches, teaching her to kind of be a rebel and, uh, you know, get back at the people who are causing her issues and everything. It just, it looks really silly. Like I said, the trailer pretty much gives everything away, but Michael Caine as the communist dictator, Made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, Odea Rush, Rush, I thought, caught that angsty high school bit quite a bit. And Katie Holmes is her mom. You know, she's fine. Seth Green, Jason Biggs pop up in it. Uh, so, you know, I can't say it's something I'm going to see, but I did laugh at the trailer. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's what I have. Dear Dictator. No, that's the, that's sort of the perfect trailer rewind pick. It's something that is probably going to get forgotten. And it it might be something worth discovering because you you have to think – all right, this might be the film that just everybody's doing it for the paycheck. You know, what is there? But there there might be something that we find in the story about, you know, being a teenager and being a rebel and <laughs> to, take, <laughs> to take advice from a, a dictator, uh, you know, is, is again, that whole high school as sort of society is, you know, does it take a dictator to really, you know, right. make change? <laughs> what is a true rebel like in high school? Yeah, I... I like, why is Michael Caine in this? There's got to be something. Uh, yeah, it looks ri- ridiculous. But yeah, you you know what you're in for with this. And I just thought the exactly. fact there's that many names, there's got to be some, it's got to at least be funny. There's got to be some humor to to bring all these uh, actors to this. Uh, you know, Katie Holmes, Jason Biggs. I, I'm, I'm curious. 
I, so, I am that, too. Not, yes. not something not something I'm gonna you know head out to the theater to see, but definitely something when it's available streaming. I'll I'll make time for it one late Friday or Saturday night to just check it out. What's interesting about this is uh, it doesn't say this on IMDb, but there is a, uh, a South Korean film called Dear Dictator that came out in in 2014. And it, it, it doesn't sound like looking at it, it actually, now that I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, it doesn't sound like the same sort of film, but it did make me wonder. I'm like, I wonder if the, if they somehow uh, got the idea for this from that film, but who knows? <laughs> anyway, this film, uh, it looks like it's going to have a theatrical release here in the States, March 16th. So um, that's the only release it has uh, as of yet. So anyway, Dear Dictator. As as Pete and I foolishly decided last week, we talked about uh, Live for Your Die Hard on the show this week, and we're like, "Hey, let's do movies with fire sales," which is you know the big you know the, the whole country gets shut down. Uh, kind of that's what we picked as our list, uh, you know. So, man, <laughs> this was a tricky one. Um, I I really struggled to try to come up with things, so I think I'm going to be stretching it. Quite a bit on this. Okay, um, I found a couple that I think wow, are, okay. are are pretty close to solid. There's, I, I've got one that, that yeah, well, I'll go fifty. I think half I may be stretching, it, and I think I did find a couple that are in the spirit of what we're going for, which I think in general we have to do with these lists because yeah, I there, this is such a specific topic and plot point that yeah, it was it was a real challenge for me to try and find something searching online and how, how to construct a search to find something like that. Uh, and then just racking my brain of, okay, when do I remember seeing something like that? But I, I came up, I came up with, I've got three and an alternate. I have one alternate in case you wow. steal one of mine. So we'll, nice. we'll see how identical our lists are. Well, I'll let you kick it off. So, uh, so go for it. Okay, so this is the first one that, that came to mind, and this is 2005's V for Vendetta, which is based on the graphic novel, which I much prefer to the film, but it's the whole idea of, you know, sort of an anarchist force there to, like, basically take down, shut down the government, restore power to the people in this sort of fascist state. And so that, that was the closest, I think, you know, off the top of my head connection. This is the one with, you know, Hugo Weaving, Natalie Portman, you know, shaved her head for this movie. It's not a great film. I haven't seen it in a long time. I consider revisiting it, um, bringing it back up on this list. I'm like, ah, but I might, might find time in the next week or two to, to see how well this one holds up. But that's my first big V for Vendetta. Let's, let's have a, a sinister plot to, to blow up parliament and take out the government. Nice. I like that one. That's a great one. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start right away with uh, with uh, uh, I think they're all gonna be stretches for me. But um, my first one is it's a, a film from uh, from 1983 uh, that I think is a it's, it's a great film at least in my memory of it. I haven't watched it in quite a while, <laughs> but um, but I loved it at the time and I, I watched it tons of times. And this one it's really kind of I guess you could say not quite a government shutdown, but it's an accidental hacker uh, potentially. Uh, destroying the world, which I felt like it could be, I guess you could call that a government shutdown. It's John Badham's uh, War Games from 1983. Uh, Matthew Broderick is this hacker who accidentally uh, hacks into this uh, supercomputer that is going to predict outcomes for nuclear war and pretty much starts you know, World War III accidentally. And 
Um, you know, I, I don't know if it technically is a government shutdown, but it does involve a hacker getting into the government computers and screwing everything up. So I was like, you know, it's kind of close. I think I'll go with it. Um, so um, I think that it's uh, oh, man, did I love that film at the time? And it's one that I really would love to revisit, but I'm also slightly afraid to revisit it because I'm afraid I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> but but I sure loved it at the time, and that's that's my first choice. War games. Oh, I I want to say I watched that with the kids. A couple of years ago, it still holds up. Does it really? It okay. still, as, as I recall, it still holds up pretty well. I, I mean, yeah, there's the, I mean, the technology's outdated and, and oh, old sure. and, and all that. But I think you know, in terms of the plot points, specifically the way that story beats and, and all that, no, it, it it moves along pretty well. You've got Ali Sheedy and Matthew Broderick that you know really you know carry the film as you know sort of the couple on the run. So yeah, I I definitely say it's. Um, Definitely worth checking out if you have if you haven't seen it in a long time. I'd, I'd say yeah, revisit. And, and John Wood, John Wood is is Doctor Falcon. Um, oh yeah, there's yeah. something about like that character that just I always loved as a kid, and and Barry Corbin as the general. Oh yes, like, th- those two characters like were so burned in my head as as different like spectrums of authority figures that uh, always stuck with me. So yeah, no, I would say that's not too much of a stretch because you've got a computer sort of superseding the government to try to you know do what it thinks is you know best to to win the game yeah. so yeah yeah the government sort of falls by the wayside or we're facing imminent destruction okay then i'll take it you can <laughs> take that yes uh, all right what's your next choice Ooh. okay i'm gonna go with with my my, my stretch here um because i i want you to be aware of this film to m- maybe encourage you to check it out because my alternate i think you've probably seen and did not enjoy it. I want to bring something new to the table. This is um, a Spanish film called The Last Days. And this is my stretch because it sort of starts to get into that dystopia place. But it's a mysterious epidemic spreads across the planet and humanity develops an irrational fear of open spaces because if you go outside, you die within seconds. And so the entire populace is trapped inside buildings and basically society crumbles and the guy is on a quest to get to his missing girlfriend and he can't get outside so he's got to travel through subway tunnels and sewer systems and as he does this he's encountering different uh groups that have sort of created their own societies now that sort of the entire system has broken down so plague causes government failure and shutdown what is the world like and how do we it's sort of a commentary on you know what happens when when our systems fail and, and what does that do to people so it's a bit of a stretch but uh I, it's the idea of a story where the government disappears and i didn't want to get to dystopia where we're way past this this is sort of like the the day after the system fails what what happens to us that sounds like a really interesting film, and I feel like I've heard of it before, but uh, it's not something that's been on my radar. So I'm going to have to put that one on my radar na- again because it's again it's one of those ones that how it came out what how many years ago about five was, years ago or something yeah it was 2013 yeah 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 and okay. it, I I caught it on Netflix actually my wife caught it on Netflix and said you have to see this movie I was like okay and yeah it was one of those films that just really surprised me because I thought, oh, it's going to be one of these, you know, cheesy sci-fi concepts that's, you know, sort of a middling execution of, of how well this gets pulled off. And is it a story I've seen before? But there was just something really fresh about it. And that it's to me, like I said, it's that idea of we're not at full dystopia yet, but we're, we're seeing how we get there. Oh, uh, that sounds, uh, it sounds like a great one. So I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. For my Next choice. I'm going with one that 
you don't actually see the government collapse. Um, but it, and it's you know it's tricky because I was like looking at some. I'm like, well, they're falling into kind of that dystopian future where the government's already shut down, but. This one I, I put on my list because you do kind of see the <laughs> what's left of the government. This is 500 years later. Um, it's and it's not the greatest film, but I did have a few laughs. It's uh, Mike Judge's 2006 film <laughs> Idiocracy. Yes. The the <laughs> the the, the, um, the premise I think is just fantastic. Luke Wilson um, is goes into this uh, human hibernation experiment that goes awry, and his his sleep pod gets uh you know something happens i can't remember exactly and he ends up waking up 500 years later the whole you know our whole world's basically been uh you know collapsed and and now it's just being run by these idiots and it's it's really some of the stuff in it i think is really prescient and some of it is just so on the on on uh, just spot on perfect there's a lot of the comedy that i think doesn't work for me but on the whole i think it's a pretty clever film that uh, certainly uh, had a few laughs for me. And, uh, you know, President uh, Camocho is running the place at That's the right. time, played by Terry Crews. <laughs> His name is President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camocho, Camancho or whatever. And so yeah. some good stuff, <laughs> some good stuff in this one. So that's my second one, Idiocracy. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that that's where, yes, uh, poor decision making on our part leads us to a government that really has failed in its function. Uh, no, that's it's one that's gotten a lot of attention in the past couple of years. Uh, so uh, people revisiting this of like what's going on politically in our country and are we heading towards uh, idiocracy? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's one I enjoyed. I think there was a lot of hype about it. Or, you know, here's Mike Judge bringing us a, a movie that, you know, after the success of, you know, Beavis and Butthead and Office Space and all of that. And I think there was just a lot of really heightened expectations and it couldn't live up to. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That's a well, it's a struggle I have with yeah. his with his style anyway. Like I, I feel like there's really low bar comedy paired with some some fairly smart ideas, and I feel like it never quite gels in any of his projects. But uh, but I appreciate that he's trying. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. All okay. right. What's your uh, what's your number one? So pick? so this is the first thing that came to mind uh, when you told me this and. It's uh, from 1996, written and directed by David Kep. Uh, this is starring Kyle MacLachlan, Elizabeth Shue, Dermot Mulroney, Michael Rooker, The Trigger Effect. Huh. Seen it? No? I feel like I have. This um, is this is where I can't uh, remember anything about we're it. We're sort of in a sort of a, you know, smallish town and a blackout leaves everyone, you know, in the dark literally and sort of figuratively because this is you know pre-internet uh so blackout and basically people are are left to decide what is legal what's questionable in order to survive in a predatory environment is how imdb describes it so it's if our infrastructure fails us you know we we have we you know people sort of go lord all lord of the flies on each other right and um so it's really about people making those choices to decide to not abide by whatever rules or morals. If if the if the power, and it's it's really interesting of how it's set up. Of it's just basically a power outage, and how we rely so much of on that for so much, particularly in the, in the nineties. You know, you've got a, everything. You know, electric. You know, we, 
communication, your power goes out, boom, you don't have, you know, phone service. Here it's like you're, you can have a blackout and you, you still got your, uh, you know, your phone as long as the satellite's going and you've got a signal and it's however, however far away you could get there. Here it's like no communication pure communication blackout, no power. It's like going back to, you know, pioneer days where, you know, what is, what is justice? And it's what, what the people decide. So that's, that's my, that's the first one that came to mind when I talk about everything must go when, when our infrastructure fails us, the trigger effect. That's a fantastic choice. I worked on a project and I, I I suppose I could use this as an alternate. I actually worked on a uh, national geographic uh, project that was kind of a, uh, you know, one of those, uh, you know, what if scenario sorts of films where it's like, you know, what if all of this stuff happens, uh, basically a fire sale happens, it was called American Blackout. And th- that's basically like watching people devolve, <laughs> like society collapses as all this stuff happens. Uh, it's a really interesting premise. And, you know, actually, I thought, uh, I thought it ended up turning out okay. Um, I didn't want to use it as my as my final pick just because it's something I worked on, but it is kind of, I guess, my my bonus. The one I went with, I was really struggling because a lot of the ones I kept coming up with were ones where it's like, okay, it, it's more of that dystopian future, or it's a, a future where the government has has yeah. kind of corrupted to a point where like you know awful things are you know they're making awful things happen like right. the Hunger Games or Battle Royale types of movies yeah yeah or you know something like a big who knows sort sort of thing kills half the population and it's like it doesn't really count so i went with one that i i think kind of counts because it i guess you could call it a kind of a it's not really a fire sale it's not really a government shutdown but it certainly is um, our government in the process and our society in the process of getting taken over by outside forces uh, which I think kind of works for for the idea, and it's um, the uh, brilliant 1988 uh, John Carpenter movie They Live. Ah, okay. And yeah. and I think it's just it's a really interesting one because it's this this alien species that is is really kind of um, they they're disguising themselves as as us and they're manipulating you know our society to spend more money to watch more TV to to breed to accept the status quo and you know it's just like this brainwashing and I thought you know especially in the Reagan era it was a really interesting movie that kind of pushed for that idea of you know we're we're just you know our minds are going numb with the media and everything and we're not paying attention to like the more important things. Um, and it, it's, it was an interesting way to kind of, uh, you know, play that out and uh, using an alien species that's kind of trying to, you know, uh, take us over. And so uh, I thought that was uh, kind of, I, you know, a little bit of a stretch, but I still thought it could potentially work as, as a fire sale or a government, maybe not shut down, but take over. So that's my final that, choice. They that, live. That was one that, that, that ran across my radar. Of I was I was trying to think of yeah when we sort of have systemic failure or hostile takeover of our government. So that was that was one that uh, yeah. I, and if if you haven't if, if anybody hasn't seen it, go check it out. It it is you know a, a really entertaining film. As with a lot of John Carpenter, there's some you know there's some parts where I'm like okay I. I wish we could, you know, go back and sort of just do a little tweaking to it to make it like this great classic that I have no quibbles with. Um, but I mean, there's so many great iconic moments. There's the, 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 the brutal fist fight in the alley that lasts like eight minutes. There's, you know, Roddy Piper, you know, walking in, 
you know, I've, I've, I've come, what is it? I've got two things to do to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of gum. Right. You know, just <laughs> such, oh yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll give you that one just cause it's a, an awesome film. My, my, my one alternate, cause I was surprised that we didn't have any overlap on this list. Uh, my one alternate was uh 2008's Eagle Eye. The one yeah, with, that was with, that was right. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the computer <laughs> is is sort of orchestrating events to sort of eliminate the executive branch, and I thought it's sort of, but I, I sort of found myself in the same spot you did. Of it's it's really hard to find that government shutdown fire cell where it's sort of like in process versus yeah. yeah there's tons of a dystopia where we see the after effects, but and, and maybe that's a hint to Hollywood instead of redoing all these '80s films. Show us something about you know, government starting to fail or an aggressive attempt to disassemble that because I think, yeah, it, it was one part of live free or die hard that I appreciated because it was a different approach to, uh, to that, uh, type of, you know, die hard movie. And I think it's an interesting subject that, uh, I'd like to see more people take on. So what are we going to do for our list next week? So we're, we're finishing our, the die hard series with a good day to die hard, which I haven't and, seen. Uh, I have well, it's, you know, John and his son, <laughs> you know, he's his estranged son. So we've okay. got estranged family members. We've okay. got trips to Russia. We've got uh, nuclear, uh, you know, preventing nuclear war. Um, you know, uh, those are some some options that we have. <laughs> You know, okay. final final franchise movies, final franchise. <laughs> or is it? Or, or is it right? Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, okay, strange. Oh, because yeah, I feel like now this is where we start to get into if it's trips to Russia and nuclear war. It's like okay, we're gonna end up just do, like doing a James Bond list. You know, uh, yeah, the right. Strange Sun thing, maybe. I mean, I guess how, I don't know how, how key that is to the main thrust of the story i mean it's you know he his he and his son aren't talking and you know he his son gets in trouble in moscow and he's got to go try to save him but really there's more going on but then he and his his son have to go on this this massive uh you know quest at that point and and as they go on the quest it's also time to heal oh (laughs) (laughs) okay well i guess we could do that because that's if you've got that's, the it, sort of a strange that, yeah. family that sort of like re- reconnects under sort of different reconnects circumstances. Reconnects under, under, yeah, difficult circumstances. Because, it's, it's, yeah, it's got to be something more than just like, oh, you know, family got together for Thanksgiving and our estranged yeah, son is right. coming. It's going to be, you know, family drama. But yeah, something where it's sort of a character piece, but we've got larger issues at stake. So he's got to save the world and save his relationship. Like exactly. That. I love it. That's, that's, let's do that. Okay, and then I want, and then I'll just make sure it's you and Pete that have to deal with this nightmare, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no, this this will be interesting. Uh, It'll be easier to search for than government shutdowns. Yes, that will <laughs> most definitely. All right. Well, fantastic talking with you, Steve. Yeah, always a pleasure getting up early on Saturday to talk about movies. Yes, it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, as we said on the show, uh, there will be a new trailer rewind hitting uh, this week. Uh, so check that out. If you're one of our Patreon subscribers, you may already have the uh, the uh, preview version in your yeah. uh, feed, so you can tune in already. And um, other than that, I guess that's it. We're going to finish our Die Hard series this week, and then we're kicking off uh, musicals from the '60s. So 
looking forward to jumping into uh, some of those and, and seeing what sort of lists we end up forming. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. From those movies. It should be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, again, Patreon subscribers, thank you so much for uh, supporting us over on Patreon. We really appreciate you. And uh, I guess that's it. So have a great Saturday, everybody. Have a great Saturday. And hey, Andy, you know what? What's that? When the movie ends, our conversation begins. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.